welcome to episode 107 of the Talking Talkie podcast. I'm your host tonight, Rowena Davis-Williams, and I'm joined by the wonderful Sam Drewith. All right. And the less wonderful Ben Curry. You did that joke last time and it wasn't funny then, not funny now. It continues <laughs> to be funny. <laughs> we'll, we'll get straight into it. Ben, give us a read of our great win um, last Saturday. Um, it was a must-win match bearing in mind how bad Maystone are and continue to be. Um, so failure to get three points against them would have set alarm bells ringing. Um, it was a very poor quality match between two teams devoid of confidence. Not much quality in there at all. Um, Half time I reported via Twitter that nothing had happened. And that's okay, actually, because the longer it stays like that, the more it works in our favour. What you don't want to happen in games like that is to go 1-0, 2-0 down, as we've done in previous seasons, because when Playmore becomes a very toxic place, it gets very hard to put on a performance. And the second half came out, we looked a lot better, and it was really the one bit of quality in the game which separated the two teams. I got a really good view of it. Jarvis was left for lovely fish into the top corner. And we actually saw the game out quite comfortably, which um, we haven't done with with previous victories or, or in previous games. So defensively, we look quite solid and uh, the back three certainly worked well. And you can see that we're, we're shipping fewer goals. But going forward, we won't play teams as bad as Maidstone again, unless teams have severe off days. So we need to find a way of creating more chances and being more clinical because at the moment, we look like we struggle to score more than one goal in a game. For me, I thought it was an absolute must-win game, I think. If we hadn't have won that, I personally feel like relegation would just would just be a definite. We have to be beating the teams down um, down around us. And I know Torquay have a bit of a history of be, managing to beat, go out and beat someone like Notts County and then lose to somebody at the, at the bottom of the table. But um, it was great to see. It was a really nice goal. I really enjoyed that goal. But I totally agree with you, Ben. I think we need to be scoring more goals and hopefully, um, you know, our signings will have done a little bit to, to help with that. And... Um, you know, it was against a pretty poor side. I mean, I watched the highlights and I felt like some of the highlights we looked quite good. Um, but as you said, it's, it's a very poor side, so I'm not sure if they're just making us look like like we're better. Sam, were you at the game? What what, what did you think of it? Yeah, it was a home game, so I was there. Um, yeah, I, I sort of echoed both your thoughts. I, I, don't, I don't think it would have been a definite of going down if we lost that game because there's still the best part of what, over a third of the season left. I wouldn't kind of jump to conclusions, but it was certainly a must-win game. Um, Maidstone are, are, are dreadful. I, I kind of feel for their fans if they're watching that every week. They didn't... I don't remember how they're making a save, really. Um, having said that, uh, uh, Nico Lawrence, the new centre-back, looks, looks fantastic. He it looks like a hell of a find for... You know, for a manager whose recruitment is so bad, apparently it's another good signing. Um, I thought, yeah, a lot like Ben, it was one bit of quality in the game. But to be honest, when you've got a striker of Aaron Jarvis's quality, all you need is kind of one decent opportunity because you you can, I think you can rely on him. I think he's he's really stepped up to the plate since, especially since Will Goodwin's left. And um, yeah, uh, earlier in the season, I don't think we would have won that. And I think I, th- I think it shows that, that they have turned a corner since since the new year. I agree with that, and I agree with what you say about 
Jarvis as well, but we are relying on the same players time and time again to score our goals and, and get us out and, and winning us games. I, I feel, and I, uh, maybe you feel the same, we need more players to, to put their hand up and contribute now because we are relying yeah. on the same players week in, week out. Yeah, I'm not going to name Jarvis, but there are certain players that aren't doing enough, that just aren't doing enough. But I think luckily he's he's got a few uh, aces out injured but you know that he's going to give you everything he's got well what he's got left now um but he's got a few that he you can look at and rely on to put everything in you know even Tom Lapsley he's never going to he's not a goal scoring player but you know that you're going to you know what you're going to get with him whereas with all due respect your Marshalls and your McGavins of the world they're not going to be Put thrown in unless it's you know unless we're really short because you can't rely on them. Yeah, definitely think that Aaron Aaron Jarvis has sort of been the silver lining to this season. But I also actually think Halstead has. I mean, obviously you said he didn't have, have anything to save in that game, but I think he has stepped up this season. Um, definitely, Halstead is player of the year. There, there's not. There's no debate. Anyone who doesn't think Halstead is player of the year. I'll give you a wobble. He's he's been outstanding, absolutely yeah. outstanding. I mean, I'm a non-confrontational, confrontational person in general. Don't oh, like yeah. spoiling <laughs> for an argument. But if someone said that Marco said is is still a waste of space, I you know I'd happily get into an argument all day long over that because. Likewise, I've never I mean, known it. Apart from Reed, I've never known a turn around like it. I've you know I've I wrote him off last season because uh, he it was a horror show last season. I'm sure he'll be the first person to admit that as well. So it shows massive, massive stones and massive bollocks to turn it around to a point where really he's he's saved us at least 10, 15 points this season, I'd say. You, you know, every goalkeeper makes mistakes. Um, look at Lloris at Spurs. He, he throws one in every single game. It doesn't matter what league you're in. You know, if a goalkeeper makes a mistake, it's normally a goal. So, but this season, his um, errors have been few and far between and he looks a completely different goalkeeper. And he's been... Brilliant. And yeah, he's been my standout of a player week in, week out, of the season week in, week out. And the reality is he's been under so much pressure this season as well. You know, constantly we're being attacked and, you know, looking at um, when we move, when we move on to the Waking game in a minute, looking at the goal that we conceived against them, our defence is just standing there, you know. And so I think House has been consistently under a lot of pressure due to really a lack of midfield from us and, and the lack of def- defence as well. So I I would really argue with somebody who was still saying that he wasn't a good player for us because he's been really, really strong. I think my main issue with this season um, in general has been lack of continuity from one week to the next. I, I don't suppose we put out the same 11 two games running. And if you look at all our best teams we've had throughout the years, you could name your starting 11 and they'd play week in, week out and they'd grind out results. And we haven't had that continuity. And I'd like to think now with Lawrence, Donellan and Moxie, we found our back three going forward now. And they seem to forge quite a good partnership uh, back there. And if we can get that back three playing week in, week out, you know, learning each other's games, we should be okay defensively, I think. Yeah, I think it's a really good back three as well. And even because I, 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 they kind of mixed it up on Saturday. One minute they're playing De Silva and White as wing backs. The next minute, De Silva's pushing forward and um, Donnellan's gone to right back. But even that works. You know, Donnellan, he, he's, he, for me, he's one that, of all the signings that came in in the summer, apart from Jarvis, he, he's the standout player. 
And you're both at the game. So what was what did you think the atmosphere was like amongst the fans on Saturday? Optimistic? All right. No. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was quite positive because, not least because no one's been to a football game for a couple of weeks with the weather. Um, Boots and Aces was, was kind of its normal self. I think everyone was kind of thinking, you know, if we don't get a result, then, you know, well, everyone knew we had to get a result, but, yeah, from from uh, being in there, I, I thought it was quite quite positive, really. Everyone I've spoken to said exactly the same thing, more or less. That you know, it doesn't matter how poor the game was; it was completely about the result that mattered, and that you take ten more of those at home where you get bored, rigid, but you get the points. It, it, it doesn't matter, you know. And I think we're at the stage now where you know January it's cold. You've got the people who want to be there, who want to be fans of the club there, and. I think throughout the season, it's amazing how our support has has stayed in around the 2000 mark. I think pretty much it's been largely been positive all the way through each match. And they certainly got behind the boys in the second half when they could tell it needed a lift. And um, it was great scenes as always when the, when the goal went in and hit the back of the net. And that's what you go to football to watch. Scenes like that, it was, it was absolutely brilliant. And under uh, Jarvis must have known it was my birthday because he ran right in front of me and, and uh, he was celebrating right in front of my face. I mean, who would forget your birthday, Ben? That would be the worst thing ever, right? Awful friends. Well, awful <laughs> brothers, awful friends, you know, just awful everyone, really. I'm glad, he, I'm glad he celebrated in front of you because that, you know, 20 quid wasn't cheap, but I'm, I'm glad it was money well spent. So, um, well, I didn't get an announcement yeah. over the tunnel at half time. I was waiting for that. That didn't happen this year, so... Dog didn't get me anything, you know. Been her friend for ten years. She hasn't got me anything. Selfish. Do you want the whole crowd to like stop and sing you better next year, Ben? Does that make you happy? It would be nice. A bit of a minute. Minutes applause on the thirty seconds. <laughs> or minute silence. Think of all the people that have known you for all that time. Um, we'll move on to the game on last night on Tuesday night, which was also streamed on TV. Um, it was a great, I think it's a great point. And um, having watched all the highlights, I was a little bit disappointed with the goal that we let in, but I felt um, we, we really pushed and we could have actually taken all three points. Again, Halstead made some really good saves. And um, I thought that the ball over for the goal was a really, really good ball. Um, did Sam, did you watch it last night? Uh, no, no. Um, What's your take on the result? I'm happy. Happy. I, I, I must be. I didn't watch it because the streams were bad enough in uh, in the, in lockdown and COVID. But we were top of the league, so I didn't mind kind of paying a tenner for a, a dross stream. But I'm not whilst we're gone. I'm not paying money for it. Um, yeah, I was happy. I I thought on Saturday if I get if we get four from the next two, I'll be happy. And then obviously Saturday's a free hit, which we'll get on to. But yeah, I'd, to be honest, I take a point away at most grounds in this league especially on a Tuesday night yeah the old, the old adage is win your home games don't lose your away games um, yeah. and it sounded in the first half you know I've seen Jarvis's chance now I, I, I listened to it I didn't, I didn't watch it um, Jarvis's chance was a good one there's sort of similar chance on on Saturday which he hit straight at the goalkeeper but then he scored five minutes later so it, it won't have affected his confidence but again you know I go back to previous talking teams. When you get one or two chances in a match, you have to take them. Um, yeah, it definitely felt like we missed a couple of chances yesterday. But then they hit the bar on the on the um, on the turn of half time. So you go in at two 0 down, and then suddenly it's a long way back because we've only scored two in a game five times this season. I think it is. So 
you know, one nil down at half time was actually not a bad place to be. And I felt at half time, despite various people on social media just moaning all the way through the first half, I still felt reasonably confident because it didn't sound to me like Woking are very good. And whilst I don't really have any animosity about Woking anymore, despite them being big rivals in the years gone by, it's always nice to nab a result against them. Yeah, I think um, I think it sort of summed up our season really again last night. Like I think we are we're trying really hard, and I think being really really negative about this team is not really it's just at this point not really needed. Like we know what they're like, we know their ability, but at least we've seen worse teams walking around not looking like they give a shit. And at least this team were working really hard, and they were showing that in the game last night. Um, you know, working. Although I didn't think Woking looked particularly strong, they are doing well this season. It's not an easy game to go to when we desperately need to be picking up points. And I think we had to aim for a point. And actually, watching the highlights, I think we were going for all three. Um, and it could have gone either way because both teams were going for it. Um, but I think I, I was really pleased with that. I predicted that we'd lose yesterday. So I was actually really pleasantly surprised with the result. The problem we had in going for the victory is you look at our bench and it was still bare bones sort of things in an attacking sense. There's not really anything you could do. I mean, I turned to my dad and I said, what we need to do is bring on Dylan Crow of all people to try and move Dylan to Silver further upfield. That's the only thing I could think of to do in an attacking sense. I mean, I think Tope has, has been brilliant in the two games he's played so far, but he's obviously going to tire due to his lack of match fitness. We've addressed that, you know, bringing in a new striker who we'll talk about in a minute, but we sent back Ricky Aguiar back to, to Swindon. Bit of a shame he only played two games due to postponements, but, you know, could on with him on the bench just, just to, as something to freshen up going forward. And we, we didn't have that. So in the end, it did feel like we were settling for, for a point in the end. Um, a very good point it was uh, in, in any event. And, and I guess if we do stay up, or I guess even if we go down, do you think we're going to get a little bit more backing from the owner in order to create even I know having depth on the bench is not really a National League strong point but um, do you think we're going to get the backing of the owner to build a little bit of a stronger team with a little bit more money if the owner's still here I'm, I'm not going to make any comments on the ownership I feel like I've beaten the drum I just don't I mean, the longer he's here the worse it's going to get yeah, I think I agree with that, really. I mean, no one knows. We, we don't hear anything from anybody. You know, it takes us six months to learn if any players are injured these days. You know, we, we don't know what, what situation the club's in. We don't know the motivations of, of the owner other than a statement he put out two years ago saying everything's great and rosy. So, you know, I would say, personally speaking, matters on the pitch are of less importance than matters off the pitch. That, that's just how I see it. But... We don't. We just don't know. Yeah, it's definitely a tricky one. Um, but before we move on to that new signing, talking about matters off the pitch, uh, Gary Johnson did a little bit of a contentious interview after, where he, at one point, kind of, um, I don't know, really know why he did it. Sort of went off on one a bit about people leaving early, and he didn't just say it once. He kind of carried on saying it, and then he said, "Oh, maybe they've got to go get kids from nursery, but it's a bit late for that." And then after that, he said, "But most of the lads were really supporting." was really supporting the team I thought it was a really strange comment myself I think some people have gone to defend him on what he said and said it was a bit of a joke but Ben what did you think about those comments I mean I'm someone who's always going to defend Gary Johnson because I still think you know he's been dealt slightly rough hand he hasn't and he, but he hasn't helped himself it's it's a, a comment I don't know why he said it 
and he would have been better saying nothing at all. It, it, it was seemed to be unprompted. It seemed to be something he wanted to get off his chest. And it's just something that even he meant it with good intentions, it, it's going to be taken out of context by people who've got an axe to grind with him still. Um, it's a silly thing to say, really, and you don't want to be falling out with the fans who, by and large, you know, you won't find a more loyal bunch than talking United fans. You know, they go to ridiculous lengths to, to support the club up and down the country. Our away support is unbelievable in comparison to other clubs of, of a similar size. Um, and you don't want to be falling out with them. And if they need to leave early to get to get uh, a train back to London at half past nine on Tuesday night after the game has been, you know, um, moved twice, then so be it. That's up to them. You, you don't need justification from every single fan why they left the, the, the game early. And it would just been better just to say thank you to the fans who, who came and gave us great support and, and leave it at that. And I don't know what's caused him to sort of create a bit of a, a fight with, with the fans in recent weeks. Um, I think the majority of fans have been very, very fair in, in what has been a very, very poor season. And I don't think this, um, this, this fractious sort of relationship is going to help. I think we need every single person at the club, fan, player, manager, to be singing from the same song sheet. We don't need even more questions being asked of a manager who's, who's had to have been asked a lot of bad searching questions so far this season. Yeah, somebody I know said that, um, oh, sorry, Sam, um, it just said that they feel that he knows that there's going to be no ramifications for what he says. And what's your take on that, Sam? No, I totally agree with what Ben said. And I, I, I've said time and time again, I usually point out before we play on the telly, uh, like if it's on BT, but let's be honest, Gary Johnson's got one of the biggest egos that, well, that the club's seen since Buckle in terms of management. Um. A lot of the time that's good because he doesn't want opposition to get one over him. You know, you look at when he was dancing on the touchline in front of Notts County last year. But ultimately, if he's going to get stick from fans, he's the sort of bloke that's he's going to take it personally and he's going to want to he's going to want to have the last laugh. He always will do. I don't I don't think he should have said it. I don't think he's done himself any favours. I don't think like Ben said it's a, it's a pointless it, it seems like a pointless battle to start when you know, we we all just need to be united. So, no, <laughs> I mean, yeah. um, but but I was just it just seems like he should know better. He should know better. But I I, I must admit, I, it it didn't really get to me. But like I said, I wasn't there, so it doesn't. Uh, I can't say that it really gets to me. I'm not. I you know, I'm going to be open and honest. Like I'm not someone that gets to many away games or. As Ben was saying, get many games at all. So you know, I, go. I've got Sam saying it for me now. I did not. I don't even just say it now. So thanks, Sam. <laughs> I thought you were my friend. But what's quite interesting I just say is, it that, is. <laughs> is that when Gary Johnson loses the game, he just kind of goes straight to the tunnel, right? He doesn't always come and say thank you to the fans. So kind of needs to practice what he preaches there. Um, you know, if he if he feels like that about fans leaving early, then maybe he needs to be acting in that way too I'm a big fan of Gary Johnson I'm not one of the massive Johnson out people but I was really disappointed to see that you know we know some of the people that listen to this podcast like Alan and Jules they travel all around the country very regularly to watch um to watch these away games and today you know when we're recording it's been a big strike day people have got kids off school all those things you know happening the next day and I, I just think like Sam said we just do not need to be we get we get the club giving the fans a bit of bad time and not really connecting with us. We certainly don't need the manager doing it as well. Um, so Gary, don't do that again, if you're listening. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's fair to say that as fans, we get shit on a lot by the club and we take it because that's what fans do. And we're a loyal bunch and we'll, we'll travel in good numbers. And it's just nice to get a bit of appreciation. And when you when you do something like that, and going to Woking on Tuesday night isn't for everyone. It's, it's not, you know, I didn't fancy it. And, you know, I, I wouldn't fancy it, really, unless, uh, you know, in, in better times. Um, just stick together. You know, as I say, the majority of support from the club all season has been overwhelmingly positive. And you want to reward the, the, the fans who, 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 who stay with you and, and not, not try and drive them away further. Um, and it doesn't make you more of a fan if you stay the last five minutes or you don't. I mean, personally, I don't leave early, but if people need to, they need to, especially with away games, which are on, you know, if you're on a Tuesday night, it's completely different. Um, so, yeah, I think, like I totally agree with Sam. It's just a pointless, stupid thing to say. Um, so hopefully we won't hear that kind of thing again. And hopefully we can try and foster, foster this sort of, we've had quite a positive run recently, really. You know, we've had two wins and draw. So like, let's try and keep that going. We've stopped conceding lots and lots of goals, which immediately gives you a chance in every match that you play in. Um, and I think defensively, we do look more solid. Um, I'm not convinced with Dylan De Silva at right wing back, purely because he doesn't look comfortable there. As we saw with the goal from Woking, he was on his heels a little bit, watching his mind slide it into the corner. Not going to blame him personally. I mean, I think even if he got tighter, he would have found his way into the net anyway. But we're giving ourselves a good chance to, to build up ahead of steam now. You know, there's still a long way in the season to go. And one thing I can guarantee about Gary Johnson, no matter if he's starting fights with the man who sells uh, the, you know, the shirts or, the, or anything, he, he won't give up and he won't panic. And he'll have seen the situation before and he'll, he'll know what to do. And I still back him to get us out of the situation. And fans will say it's a situation he made for himself. That, that may be so, but he'll, I still back him to, to get, get us out. Um, when you yeah, talked about, oh, carry on, Sam. I sent a tweet in the week that just uh, on, on Monday, just saying why I think we're staying. I just said I think we're staying up. I really do. After after Saturday, especially after getting a point on Tuesday, I just think I can see it. I could just see it. It's changed the way we're playing, and the attitude from the players on the pitch is different. And I just think there's there's enough time that I, I can see us getting out of it. I think players are really starting to to work out what they need to do. Um, players who aren't haven't been versed in Gary Johnson's sort of football before, they're they're learning, um, and you can see the ones who 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 are learning are the ones who are still here. You know, he's been bomb, he's tried to bomb out players and has bombed out players who can't do what he wants, and those who can will will, will keep giving everything. As I've never ever seen um, a player give less than hundred percent under Gary Johnson and that's always pleasing and that is always the only thing I ask is that they don't give up and I don't think these players will. This team has definitely not given up 100% and definitely moving forwards. Uh, Brett McGavin. You don't think he was 100%? I don't think he gets out of second gear. <laughs> no, you're not, you're not having that. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I, I think like House is a good example, isn't he? Like he just hasn't given up and although he was performing really poorly you know as we said he's really talking about there's definitely something about Gary Johnson that maybe it's fear maybe it's motivation but people do seem to keep trying and keep trying to well you can up. tell that when they when they buy into it they will run for a brick wall for him so I think the players know that if, if they're not doing it then they'll, they'll be out the door and, and that can inspire players I think Tope said at a half time on uh he had a bit of a rocket up his ass from Johnson at half time. 
and he responded positively and got the goal. And he said, and uh, Tope himself said, you know, sometimes players need that. Well, I guess so. Some, I mean, but it's a bit like working with anyone, isn't it? Right. Some people need that, and I think we have seen that some people don't respond to that as well and don't respond to that kind of more I don't want to say aggressive but more direct blunt way of speaking to players I do think we have seen some players under Gary Johnson's confidence drop um, and that has certainly been feedback from other clubs that he's been at as well so do you think he is not very good at adapting his leadership style do you reckon he's just like goes the same everybody or do you think he what, what do you think to that it, it depends who you've got in the changing room I mean you look at East Folk away on Champions DVD and he's absolutely kicking walls down and calling them all a bunch of fucking useless wankers. And to a man, they all respond and they pull out a result in the second half. And you, either you, you, it's football. That's, that's what football is. You know, that's it's football, a hard that's business. football. <laughs> um, we talked uh, about strengthening our defence then. Mm-hmm. So we've also made a signing to strengthen going forward. Ben, what's your take on the I sign? think Sam wanted to come back in on, oh. on something. I was going to say, I, I think he probably can adapt his leadership skills considering he's been in the game as long as he has. But also, he's got a certain style that if someone isn't going to buy into, like Corey Andrews, then you're out. You've seen it. He, he's not afraid to shift people on. You know, it's... It, you, you even go back to his Yeovil days. You know, he binned off Paddy Madden, who was their best player, because there was an attitude problem. He didn't want to buy into it. Um, Jake Andrews. Jake Andrews wanted to sit and eat KFC. No, I'm joking. Jake listens to this because he's obsessed with me. Um, you know, Jake Andrews. Don't bring him up. He'll come and find you. <laughs> yeah, he's going to. Yeah. Lovely bloke, though. You know, good le- good left peg. And uh, yeah, I hope it's all working out for him. But, um, you know, clearly wasn't buying into what he wanted to do. You're out. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure if you needed an arm around your shoulder, he'll give it to you. But I remember when he joined his manager, Asa Hall, said something like, yeah, when he was, we were at Cheltenham, you felt like you were 10 foot tall every game and you just felt like you were going to win every time you took, put a set foot on the pitch. So, you know, if someone doesn't like his management, fine. You know, don't respond to it, but also don't get any better as a footballer. I, I always go back to the same example time and time again, talking about Gary Johnson, and that's the uh, Chris Regis, Yururi Keating conundrum in a home game against Woking. There you go. Uh, took them both off five minutes for half time. Chris Regis threw a strop, walked down the tunnel. We never saw him again. Rui Keating took his medicine, sat on the bench, and played a massive part in our entire season and got better as the season went on. Yeah, I think you've got to be quite tough to play on Gary Johnson's sides, right? I think Liam Davis said it to us in that time that he came on. Um, he certainly has a way of dealing with people that's just some people don't connect with and it doesn't if work out. If you're a non-confrontational person, you're not going to stick around in a Gary Johnson changing room. I mean, I would be terrible because I am non-confrontational. I, I don't like arguments at all. Don't like giving my opinion at all. And uh, I, I would just absolutely, uh, I'd be a shrinking violet. I'd be gone. I'd be you... playing for ha- I'd be playing for Haven and Waterloo there with all the others. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Jake. <laughs> You'd be actually playing though, which would be nice. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't be loaned out to fucking Paul Town. Oh, he's back now. Well, I haven't. Yeah, uh, the loan ended uh, yesterday. Didn't want to keep him then. Good luck to him. Jake, if you're listening, you've got this, mate. You can make it as a non-league footballer still. Jake, your penalty at Bath is one of the funniest things I've seen in football in my entire life. And I want to thank you for that one moment. 
Jake, seeing you absolutely off your face at Cheltenham Festival will always be a personal life highlight of mine. The Guinness tent didn't know what hit it, clearly. No, but seriously, Jake, that goal against Eastbourne at home when you were sealed there, non-league side title, did it cut well in the corner. It was brilliant. And also, Jake, when I was uh, all over you at Riley's once asking if you wanted to drink, I meant every word. I'm a very silly little man. <laughs> and your tweet about Carl Cameron being a rat was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow we always come back to Jake when Sam's here. I don't know how we manage it. <laughs> All right, so I raised it up before, and we'll go back to it. Um, we've we've cha- you know we've brought in a signing this week um, from Sutton on loan. Um, I don't know how much we know about this guy, but I think the best person to ask would probably be Ben, the fountain of knowledge. Who you asked me about? The bloke from Sutton who's already yeah. played two games, or the bloke from Newport we signed today? Oh, the guy from Newport. Fine. Oh, just just putting you up. You know, you've got to get these things right, otherwise you look silly. Um, well, I'm a bit surprised we've got to him actually because he's played. 82 times in their first team. So he's got a lot of experience in the, in the Football League. And they've kept offering him new contracts. So despite his rather modest goal-scoring tally, shall we say, he clearly contributes something to the team. Uh, and if it's someone who Gary has been looking at for a while, then obviously he's been highly sought, thought about. So sounds positive to me. I'm all for it. You can play on the I wing. I totally and agree. You, and you can play as a striker. And we need wingers and we need a striker so ticks all the boxes we're going up i totally agree i totally agree people have written him off already because that's what they do but you know people write off nico lawrence and you know in two games he's probably our best center back we've had all season so you know i think it's a good signing let's give him a chance you know I think it's always any worse than Corey andrews a- can he it's always exciting when you when you sign someone who's a forward as well and and ben as you said we're only scoring sort of one maybe two goals goals a game and we're really relying heavily on Aaron Jarvis and if anything happens to him or he picks up an you know picks up an injury or or a you know is, is suspended at all we are we're going to really struggle to score any goals so it, it's really nice to see that we're adding a little bit of strength and, and depth there um and talkie fans I, I agree with Sam I've seen quite a lot of negative comments before you even see him play so let's try and get behind him and actually see what, what you know what he can bring to the team um, do you think then that we're going to avoid relegation this season? Yes. Yes. Understood. I would like it. I, <laughs> I, I would like us to do it before Wrexham at home on the last day of the season, please. That that would be very nice if we could be sewn up uh, before that. Wouldn't, wouldn't like to go into that game needing a a win. But last night's result at third place Woking should give us a massive bolt of confidence just at the right time that we can compete with. 95% of teams in this league. The quality isn't great and you don't need to do too much to get a result in most of these games. You just need to be a bit, have a bit of organisation and a, a bit of you know discipline and you can get a result without really creating too many chances. I mean, Topi put a nice one in, Jarvis put one just wide and then struggled to really see too many other chances we created and that was enough to get us a draw. Yeah, I'd like to see if we can be a little bit more consistent between games. Um, if we can, if we, I mean, I think we are showing that, you know, we're definitely letting in less goals. And, um, but I think yeah. if we can just get that consistency going, get, keep the run going, you know, keep, keep, keep getting like, um, if, if we, even if we have to do a few draws against like higher, you know, higher performing teams. Um, Sam, what do you think we need to do to avoid relegation? 
I don't know, but just because a teacher on a strike really, and let's try and keep the uh, grammar pro- uh, correct, shall we? Um, <laughs> well, I just think we need to carry on doing what we're doing. Let's be honest, since I think we played all right over the way, I wasn't that dis- apart from the fact that I was soaked my boxers. Sorry, man. Um, and I was I was upset about the fact that I went to Yeovil again because it's a horrible town for horrible people. But the game, I thought we played well enough. So I thought I don't care that we've lost because I've seen enough that we're going to turn it around. Since then, we've been all right. I don't think have we lost since then. I don't know. Um, no, I mean, we've barely played. But what's in our favour is there's a couple of teams in the league who are in rotten form, as in yeah. ter- terrible form, far worse form than we're in. And it's very hard to get out of that form once you're in it, as we found earlier in the season. Well, Halifax have turned. They're, they're, they're dropping. Uh, Dorking have been found out. You know, all of a sudden, Dorking, who everyone thought, oh, mid-table, they're going to look really fun. You know, their manager, because he swears at people on the sideline, is quite they're funny. They're a lot of goals as well, Dorking. Yeah, they're, they're, they've been found out. They're, what, a couple of few points above us? I, I think they're going to get sucked into it. I think Halifax is going to get sucked into it. Uh, Yeovil haven't got enough. They've got all right home form. They haven't got enough to stay up. Oh, the only thing they've got is half decent manager compared to some of the other teams down here. Um, Aldershot and York are two teams we could potentially catch. Got to play both of those in the next few weeks. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, I think if we can just keep up consistency, like Ben said earlier, sounds basic, but win your home games, don't lose your away games, score one more than the opposition, fine. Our three most crucial players are Lapsley. Paul and Moxie. And if we can play those and, and Jarvis. And if we can play those Jarvis, and yeah. Jarvis. Oh yeah. But if we can play those more often than not, we'll pick up enough points. I mean Acer Hall, Acer Hall. is still head and shoulders our most important player. Oh, he's, yeah, he's looking I very totally tired agree. this season though, don't you think? No, no, he's not. I, I I honestly think if he's playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, he does. But if you manage his time properly, he is still the most influential player on the pitch I've just turned to the left I've got the talky calendar it's his penalty against Derby he must be our second t- highest scorer once again this season once he's back fit that'll feel like a new signing it really will I, I, he's evergreen I can see a tear in uh, Sam's eye right now no. I love Look, him listen. <laughs> I've got a picture I've got a picture of him on the calendar and I've put some photos up on the wall over the last few days because I took down my wall chart because I'm an adult now. I don't need a wall chart for the World Cup. <laughs> but bang opposite me, where I do the podcast, I've got a picture of Lee Mansell. Two best captains in the time that I supported... Well, two of the three best captains in the time that I supported Torquay there. Who's the other one? Chrissy Argrews. I've got his armband from Wembley. You can, take, okay. you can take it off. It's not a video podcast. It's just I can't take it off. I can't, can't take that's it off. You know, can't. That's what he's got on. That's what he's got on. It's just the armband. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, listeners. <laughs> um, okay, so looking ahead, it's a big. It's uh, going to be a tough game on Saturday. Sam, what are your predictions? Um, it's a special day on Saturday, and I we always win on special days. So I think uh, I'm actually going to go one all. They're going to take an early goal. Their fans are going to be insufferable. Second half, Carl Cameron already on a yellow, just in front of the pop side. He's going to go late on De Silva. Second yellow, gets dogs abuse, and rightfully so. Uh, ball comes in. Aaron Jarvis header. 1-1. One, one, take that all day long. Nice. Very detailed. Ben? I feel that Tuesday's uh, game... Result uh, last night. I think that's going to give us 
the whole club a lift. And I think we should approach it positively. And there's no reason we can't get a result. Crowd be up for it. No one likes Notts County. I don't think Notts County fans like Notts County, really. Um, I mean, it seems a bit silly to have a rivalry, rivalry with them when they're about 40 points ahead of us. But we'll, we'll raise our game. Gary Johnson. They're obsessed. Will. Yeah. And it's the sort of game that historically we always end up just, 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 just nicking. So as long as we can put out a strong team, um, I, I think we've got every chance. So what's the score then? One nil talking. Oh, you know, I'm going to go right out there and say two nil. Uh, we love winning games like this. I don't know why. Um, we'll turn around and start losing to Dorking or something afterwards. But yeah, I think um, I think we can, we always seem to be able to do quite well against Notts County. I think we've got a little bit of momentum going. We've got a couple of new signings. Um, you know, and we've got a new forward coming out. So yeah, why not? I mean, win. what I will say about Gary Johnson's comments is he's up for the fight. If he's picking fights with our own fans, then let's see him pick fight with, with the opposition manager and let, let's see him two-foot Carl Cameron as he walks down the, the tunnel at half-time. You know, let, let's, he'll be up for it. Gary will be up for it on Saturday. He'll want to put in a big performance. Um, he, he doesn't, you know, you get a feeling he holds a grudge, so he won't have forgotten. He'll be up for it. Um, and he's going to put a team out he thinks can get a result. Well, there we go. So that's a draw from Sam and a win from me and Ben. So we shall see. Or should I say Ben and I, Ben, before you... Uh... Well, you're a proofreader amongst us and one with the, uh, the I'm office not, jobs. I'm not. This is in my past. This is in my past. All right, you're a grammar, you're a grammar pedant uh, <laughs> among us. Uh, we will, we'll, we'll stop there because we're not, not going down this route. No one has time for it. Um, is there anything else from you tonight, Ben? Uh, no, I'm very happy. And Apart please. from everyone forgetting my birthday. <laughs> Uh, just to confirm this isn't true uh, we did celebrate Ben's birthday on the podcast he got plenty of attention so he even put a selfie of himself on Twitter for his birthday so you know everybody won or lost however you see it I'd just <laughs> like to say I think when you get to a certain age you just got to get over yourself birthdays are a little bit childish grow up uh, if anyone instantly sees me in boots and laces before the game on Saturday and would like to buy me a pint. I'm not going to turn it down because it will be my birthday. And uh, yeah, uh, where, where are we going for curry afterwards to watch the um, the uh, Premier League match of the second team you support? Uh, Babacum. I'm not sure where. I don't know Torquay very well. Um, so I think we're going to walk there, have a few beers. And and how long ago did you send the invitation to me uh, that, that to be available on that date? I think I put it on a group chat that you're on with someone who is a father. So you have to give these people notice about three weeks ago. Yeah, for um, your birthday party, Sam. I wouldn't call it a birthday party. I would. I'd definitely call that a birthday party. Getting all your friends out, <laughs> having a little meal, you can wear a little hat and a little badge. <laughs> well, you're happy birthday to Sam months. on Saturday. And happy 26. You're only 26. So blimey. young. This so is little face. You're so serious phase. for a 26 year old as well. Just imagine what you're going to be like when you're in your 30s. Maybe you'll like become like a 26 year old in your 30s. You go wild. I'm like Benjamin Button. <laughs> and with that, I think we'll uh, say good night. So it's good night from me and uh, good night from Ben. Good night. And good night from Sam. Goodbye. <laughs>